Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Johnny McFarlane and joining me today, or this evening should I say, is Record Sports Mark McDougall as we reflect on an excellent result as Rangers draw 0-0 with Maribor to proceed to the next stage of the Europa League qualifying. Mark, it was quite a performance defensively by Rangers and where else to start if you're going to talk about that than Alan McGregor. We're going to have to start calling him the postman because in Europe he always delivers. Uh, you can start calling him that, I think. I'll just <laughs> leave it at what it is. Uh, no, he was brilliant again. It took me at least at least three hours to come up with that line, so I'm, gl- I'm glad you liked it. Uh, no, I, I, he was brilliant again. I mean, I think everyone, when he signed, was a bit like, was a keeper what Rangers needed. I no, mean, that was just you. No, I think a lot of people were like, was Fodium was a good goalkeeper and... He is. He's a good goalkeeper. A lot of people, if you look at Twitter, you look at here at iBooks, people are like, I'm not sure a goalkeeper was the number one thing we needed to fix at Rangers. And, uh, but Alan McGregor just came in and he's been outstanding in every game. I don't think he's made a mistake once. Uh, his penalty save tonight was brilliant and the save before that from uh, well, Tavares let, as well. Let's go through them. Yeah, the, the, the first save I think that stood out was the free kick because you're not expecting the boy to try and basically bend it into that corner from there it looked like he was going to flight the ball in in a cross you know for the big centre half to have a go at and he's seen that the McGregor has stepped slightly over to his other side and he's gone for the corner he very nearly got it in but McGregor showed great agility for a 36 year old to get across and and clutch it out of the air yeah exactly ham it out there I mean nine times out of ten that ball's going in and it's a cross not even 9 times 99 times out of 100 that's going in as a cross uh, and he's also seen McGregor slightly out of, out of position a wee bit not out of position but not covering that side of the he's goal he's not expecting no, he's not, a pop yeah, from there nobody's expecting that the wall's covering that end you just leave it as it is and he does brilliantly to get across and put it away it was a start of a really good performance for him great bit of ingenuity by the Maribor player as well going for that corner and the second save was from Marco Tavares who I thought was outstanding absolutely yeah. outstanding for Maribor a real top class player and it's one of those when you hear Celtic and Rangers are crying out for a big centre forward you look at this guy he's 34 he's been at Maribor for 10 years and you think why Why is no one gone for this guy because he had everything yeah he has a lot about him I mean he's really strong he's good on the ball you can tell he's not at the level he maybe was a few years yeah. ago but He's still a very good footballer, and there was one stage in the second half where he just bullied uh, Tavernier out the way down the down the left hand side, put a great ball in, but there was nobody on the end of it because, well, he was their only player really that was doing that. If, if it was somebody crossing it for him, he would have been on the end of it. And he got himself into a fabulous position. He's three or four yards out from goal, but Al McGregor again makes himself big, spreads out that leg, and and deflects over and. 
from that range, you, you would have to expect Marco Tavares to put that in the back of the net, but it was another outstanding save by it, McGregor. It was a save that reminded me of McGregor's save, was it against Werder Bremen? It wasn't the, quite that it wasn't good. It wasn't as good as that, but it reminded me of it. It was that, that close. It, yeah, the way that McGregor got, got across, made himself big for it. I mean, obviously that one, McGregor had to dive the length of the goal to save it. I s- still don't know how he did that, but this one was a fantastic save. He made himself big. Tavares should score no matter what. I mean, the keeper does brilliant, but Tavares is always going to get criticised for not scoring that. But it's a great save. Yeah, it's probably the pick of the bunch, to be honest. Um, and then the penalty, Connor Goldson, maybe a bit of tiredness, a bit of a lazy leg I, left in there. I actually don't think it was a penalty. I mean, I think he gets his toe on the ball, enough of the ball to make it not a penalty. I, almost, I, I only saw it, you know, at the corner of my eye, I was yeah. writing the, the, the man by man's so at that point. I just saw it the once, so yeah, you that, think it was maybe a bit yeah, of dubiety? I think, I think it was a bit harsh. I mean, he, he gets his foot on the ball, the ball stops dead. The player goes over, ref gives it. He was giving a lot to Maribor tonight, I thought the ref. I think he was very, not a homer, but he was, any 50-50s were going Maribor's way, which is natural, it happens at every level of football. Uh, but again, it was a great save. I mean, nine times out of ten, if you hit the ball down the middle for a penalty and the keeper dives, you're scoring it. But McGregor makes himself huge, covers the whole side of the goal and stops it. Yeah, an outstanding performance by McGregor, a, a real 9 out of 10 job. You can't really give players 10 out of 10 in these uh, these match ratings that we do. It's very, very rare anyway, but really, really an outstanding performance. And for me, should be Scotland's number one, and he's come back and he's proven that. I actually think, looking at the game, we're going to get into Goldson and Katic and Rangers defence more generally in a second, but I actually now think Rangers have got a strong claim to have the best keeper and the best central defender in Scotland with Conor Goldson. Yeah, that's a, that's a definite shout, especially now. Obviously, Dedrick Beata is a good player at Celtic, but he's on his way out. He's not wanting to be there. Uh, Simunovic has a lot of problems, and there's not really anyone else at that level. Chris Ayer might get there in a couple of years, but he's not there now. So, uh, yeah, Conor Goldson is probably the best centre-back in the country. And generally, it's a, it's a performance of incredible tactical discipline. And, and I think you noticed, Mark, that Gerard started the match with a formation that was slightly different, slightly adjusted to what we would per- perhaps expect. Yeah, especially when Maribor were in possession, you've seen that Arfield would go over and cover on the left-hand side, protect Andy Halliday. Jaria was kind of doing the same on the right. He spent a lot of time on the right. Uh, obviously, you had Kondais and Tavernier there. And it, it left some gaps in the middle, but Ryan Jack was all over the place again. He was fantastic. Uh, Jamie Murphy, when Maribor had the ball, came in from the left and sort of protected in front of Ryan Jack as well. The uh, the Maribor midfielder, I um, can't remember what his name is, I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but the really good left foot. But the guy, the guy that hit the free kick, basically. Murphy was protecting in front of Jack, man-marking him for a lot of the game. Uh, obviously, Arfield, as soon as he, as soon as Maribor got the ball, he was out covering on that left-hand side. When Rangers got the ball, he was tucking back in, controlling the game from the middle of the park, letting Murphy go back out wide where he does his best work. But it was great from Gerrard to see that Andy Hald is not, he's not a natural left-back. He's not naturally great defensively, but he needed that bit of help and Arfield was perfect for it. And because of that, Halliday had a pretty comfortable game. I mean, he always brings grit, he always brings determination, he always brings that passion for Rangers. But here you saw a manager that had the tactical nous to change the team uh, in a way that covered uh, a player like Andy Halliday so he wasn't exposed. Now... The thing about Gerard now, I know it's early doors, but Rangers have had a succession of managers who have been philosophy-based managers. Mark Warburton had a certain style of play, had plan A, didn't want to change it. Pedro Cascina could talk about philosophy all day long. You couldn't understand a bloody word of it. 
but he would tell you about philosophy all day long. Seems to me Rangers now have a pragmatist in charge who'll change based on the opposition, based on the game, and based on the, the squad he has at his disposable for that game. And Rangers seem all the better for it. Yeah, definitely. I think Gerard's perfectly suited to being a manager of a club like Rangers that just needs to win. Uh, I don't think you, like a club like Rangers, you obviously have to have a philosophy, but you can't have it just set in stone. You can't just play, like Mark Warburton played, 4-3-3 every week. Didn't change from it. You can't do that at a team like Rangers. You need to, you need to prepare your team, set up your team for themselves, but also set them up for the opposition. I mean, if you look at the, the uh, 5-1 game at Celtic Park in Warburton's Second, first league goal for him game. Not right away, you knew that four three three was never going to work against that Celtic team. I mean, you had Josh Wynn at this point as one of the three centre midfielders. You had Nico Cratchard playing as one of the three centre midfielders <laughs> up against the Scott Brown team. I mean, I'd like even if Stephen Gerrard had those players, he, he would never line up that sort of way at Celtic Park. Uh, and it's the same again tonight. He knew what he needed to do. They look so well drilled, Mark. Yeah. In comparison with um, Rangers teams the last two years, they look like everyone knows their job. Everyone is scared not to do their job. Yeah. And uh, there's just a level of solidity and rigidity about this team that you just you just haven't seen. Yeah, you just see that every single player out there is putting in 100%. Uh, not going to say 110% because it's biggest load of nonsense in It's football. a cliche, Mark, and we don't, <laughs> we don't deal in cliches biggest here. Biggest load of nonsense in football, but they really are. They're putting everything in it. Every single player when they come off is uh, looks absolutely shattered and no wonder. Uh, from Right from the front with Morelos, I mean... On TV, you might not think he's doing much in a game like tonight because Rangers aren't getting forward, but he's dominating the defence. He's running all over the place. He's putting pressure on the back four. He won so many dangerous position free kicks tonight with just a little touch getting ahead of the defender. And I think we saw the best and worst of Morelos tonight because we saw that moment where Tavernier breaks on the right-hand side one of the few times he he did that in the game. Delivers a delicious ball in at the back post. Morelos is looking across the line. He's got a perfect view. He should never be offside, but he is offside, and not only is he offside, he balloons the ball over the bar when he's staring into the keeper's eyes, and you think to yourself, oh, that's the frustration, the frustrating part of Alfredo Morelos, but then at the same time, as you say, he, he occupies almost the entire defence alone for a think, game where he's completely isolated. I think it's the more frustrating thing about that was him being offside rather than the miss, misses happening. I mean, you don't know how it bounced in front of him, if he took his eye off it all the rest of it but the offside bit was a bit that was really frustrating he's looking right across the line he should be onside it's similar to not it's not the same sort of chance as the one last week but it's the same again he should stay onside he should know that he's onside in that position and, and he just took a step too early but I think people keep talking about his reaction to when defenders try to wind him up but the defenders are trying to wind him up because he is causing so many problems I mean he's still only 22 he's Got a bit of a hothead, but that makes him what Showed he is. Showed that a little bit tonight, yeah. again. It, but it makes him what it is, really. What he is, he, he wouldn't be the same player if he didn't have that aggression. If he, he needs to learn to calm it down a wee bit. But he also needs the more experienced players in the team to have a word in his ear when stuff like that's happening. If they see a player winding him up, just go grab him, take him away from the situation. Scott Arfield did it a bit late tonight, but it's the kind of thing that the, the rest of the players like Arfield, Jack, Tavernier, they need to be in his ear if stuff like that happens. Just get onto him, drag him away from the incident and just let him wind up the opposition defence. That's all he does. In terms of the next round, obviously it's the last stage before the Europa League group stages and they've got uh, FC Ufa. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, my Russian isn't what it maybe uh, should be, uh, given they're about to take over the world, if you believe uh, what you read. Um, but um, here's a team that have struggled past progress and 
you know, we've got a pretty good idea that Progress aren't <laughs> probably the best team in the world, given that um, you, we saw a, a Rangers team headed by uh, Pedro Cusina beat them 1-0 at Ibrox. Okay, they won the, the return leg, people remind me, but, um, you know, I don't think they're the best team. And uh, it, it gives you confidence that Rangers, if they perform like they did tonight against a Maribor side who, who were in the Champions League last year and who have been in the Champions League over the last few years, um, Rangers should go into that tie with confidence. Yeah, should definitely go into it with confidence, especially have, if they have Lissana Koulibaly back. He was a big miss tonight, I feel. Yeah. Uh, just his tenacity is getting around the pitch. Ovi Ajari does, just doesn't offer the same sort of... He, he's good on the ball, he looks technically good, but he just doesn't offer the same sort of... I don't know what it is, uh, hard for, work. For me, Koulibaly, not only does he give you a defensive shift, he's a runner from midfield, yeah, and he it. gets in dangerous positions, and yeah. he gets beyond the man. Yeah, uh, gets beyond the defence. He's like and a much stronger Jason Holt at the end of the day. Yes, yeah. he'll give you everything that he has, and he's still good at getting forward. Absolutely. Um, so obviously, this this tie is uh, is upcoming, and we'll have absolutely all the information you need about the Russians in the coming days. I'm sure Mark will be beavering away on a on a piece about them as we speak. Um, and obviously we'll be back with further podcasts uh, as the week goes on and I'm sure we'll come back to this topic uh, but that's all from us just now Uh, until next time, thanks for listening Stop.